Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1234, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich, Brendan Escott with you. Was uh, Elliot confused there when a different Brendan gave him a call? If he was, he didn't let on to it. Okay. Maybe he didn't even notice. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Elliot's very smooth. But, uh, of course, Elliot's our appearances on Oilers Now every Friday are brought to you by our friends over at the River Cree Resort and Casino. A reminder that they have Canadian rock icon Burton Cummings on October 13th. Get your tickets at rivercreeresort.com. All right. Elliot Friedman joins us now. Elliot, how are you doing? I'm good, Brendan. How are you? <laughs> not bad. I was uh, joking there. Are you confused that a different Brendan called you there? Because uh, it's not a very common name. Well, I just remember, I think the last time I was on, he called me. And I was like, that doesn't sound like Brendan Ulrich. <laughs> so I well, kind of figured it out. There were two of you. He's the uh, new uh, and improved uh, version of me. He's uh, the new producer, so uh, expect uh, hearing from him uh, throughout the uh, entire season there. So that's uh, how it... It's a low bar to jump over, Yes, exactly. That's what I was saying. (laughs) Anyone could jump over that. Um, I probably could as well. So, what's up with you, Elliot? How are things going? Are you geared up here? The season's just around the corner. You're probably busy again. Uh, You're always busy, but uh, really busy now, I guess. Well, I I just... It's enough of the exhibition play. It's you know. It's I was saying earlier today that I was talking to a player about uh, the exhibition season, and uh, I said, "Have you watched much hockey?" And he stopped and said, "This is not hockey right now." So I think everybody's kind of getting tired of it. Can't wait till the real thing starts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is interesting though with the Oilers because we're we're watching a few storylines very closely, and uh, we're sort of wondering. Um, if it's going to carry over into the regular season. But so far on the right side, things are looking pretty good for the Oilers. 
except the fact that Ty Rowdy all of a sudden is banged up, and uh, now there is some uh, questions, or I guess there is a question surrounding if he'll be able to play in uh, the opener. He will travel with the Oilers to Europe, but now we're waiting to see if uh, he'll be good to go after he was banged up last night. So I was saying earlier, Elliot, I just feel terrible for him because he comes into camp and he sort of runs away with uh, the job to be McDavid's right winger, and now he's banged up. And you sort of feel for a guy like that that's made the most of his opportunity. Yeah, that sucks. There's no question about that. You know, uh, you know the thing is, you never know how to compare. You know what happens in the regular season to the or to the preseason of the regular season. But at least you want to think that okay, this guy came. I don't have to worry about it. He's done everything we've asked of him, and uh, you know we can see him doing something nice in the regular season. I think that's kind of where you are with Ratty. You're not expecting, obviously, the same uh, output. You're not expecting him to lead the NHL in scoring for a time. But you just want to say, hey, we put this guy with Connor McDavid. He showed up ready to play. And we don't have to worry about fixing that hole. We can worry about some of the other stuff. And now injury, yes, it, it, it stinks because you think you have something solved, and now maybe you don't. And when you have to fix that one hole, you end up having to fix a whole bunch of holes. It's an important spot on your team. Well, the good news for the Oilers is they do have uh, two young guys that could step in and grab it if uh, Raddy is out for uh, you know an extended period of time. He may play in the opener. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. But, of course, you have Poli RV, who has looked good. Yamamoto, who started uh, the preseason on fire, uh, the last two games has been a little bit quiet, but uh, he's in the mix as well. It looks like Reeder will get the first shot, though, uh, at least uh, here in the preseason. Uh on that top line, but there is uh, some uh, options there for the Oilers, it appears. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Elliot, about uh, in goal today because of the Oilers placed Al Montoya on uh, waivers. First of all, what have you uh, thought of Koskinen's game, and are you at all surprised to see the Oilers um, showing faith in him already to be the backup and not really giving Montoya much of a chance here to try to earn it himself? You know, it's funny. Like I'm a big believer in the players know who deserves to make a team? And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big... I really go with that. I think you can't fool the people who play. They know if somebody deserves to be on the team, and they know if somebody doesn't. Um, you know, Koskinen, I haven't seen a ton of them this preseason. I know he hasn't blown off anyone's doors, but I know somebody was saying the other night after I came up, I think his second one, he really battled, and they, and they like that from him. I just think that the Oilers know what they have in Montoya. It's clear that they weren't. It's clear that they weren't thrilled with what they had there, and they've just decided that Costin is going to be their guy. And you know, it's tough to come over and play goal in the NHL when you're used to the KHL. It's it's, I remember when Bobrovsky first came over, he told the Flyers that the two, he really had, he couldn't believe how big a change it was. One, because of just the smaller ice surface and where the shots come from, and two, the traffic in front of the net. And he told them it was going to take a couple, it took a couple of years for him to really figure it out. Now, Costin doesn't have that long, but they made a big financial commitment to him. Obviously, they believe in him, and it's pretty clear to me that they just decided that no matter what happened, he was going to be the backup goalie. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's sort of the way I see it as well. So that's uh, what the Oilers will roll with to start the season in goal. Um, still some uh, question marks on D with uh, a couple guys on PTOs. Uh, well, I guess Chase on, of course, uh, up front is on a PTO. And then you have uh, Garrison on a PTO uh, on the back end. The Oilers did sign uh, Jarebeck to a deal. He's still here, but perhaps some people are saying maybe Garrison's outplayed him. And then there's some question marks there. Uh, have you heard anything on the Oilers? Maybe uh, signing a Chase on or Garrison to a contract off their PTOs here in training camp. I, I've heard there have been discussions about both. And, but, you know, the other thing, too, is you've got Ethan Bear there, too. So, I mean, you know, like like from what I've seen of Bear, he looks like he deserves to be there. Do you disagree? No, I agree. He's look really good. So, so how does that factor into all your decision-making? Yeah, I mean, you can send Bear down to the minors, I guess, to start the year if you needed to. So there's that aspect of it. And Bouchard's in the mix still here as well. So that's another uh, wrinkle on all of this. You know, because the thing is, like, to me, at the end of the day, Brennan, I believe this. What's your goal? Now, your goal this year is to be better, and your goal this year is to make the playoffs. Like, there, there's a big – if Edmonton falls out of the way this year, there's going to be repercussions. There's going to be jobs on the line, and, you know, everybody knows what's at stake with the Oilers this year. So, to me – that's gonna. He can't afford another bad start like you had last year. So that says to me that these guys are gonna go with the players that they think give them the best chance to win and win as quickly as possible. So you know, I think, and also you guys, you've got to believe that you made good decisions. Like we talked about Koskinen, you're not you're bringing Koskinen over for a big number. You obviously believe that he's gonna play. You're going to put them in, and I and I think the biggest question on the blue line is with with Garrison or even with Chase on up front. Do you think that these guys are going to help you win right now? Do you think these guys are better than what you've got right now? And and as far as I'm concerned with the Oilers, that's the only question they're going to have. If they think they're going to be better with Garrison and Chase on, those guys will be in the lineup. Chatting with Elliot Friedman here, NHL Hockey on Rogers, Hockey Night in Canada, 31 Thoughts. The list goes on and on. Um, let's shift gears and look around the league here, Elliot. Um, I know you said uh, you want the preseason to be over. I bet you a lot of GMs want the preseason to be over as well with all these injuries. Uh, of course, Slemko the latest. Um, you yeah. have Perry, Jones, the list goes on. Some big names hurt here in the preseason. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean... I don't know what you can do. I mean, obviously, you can shorten the preseason. Um, you know, I, I do think it's too long. I, I think you could shorten it. I've said that before. The only issue that teams ever tell me is one of the reasons it doesn't get shortened is, you know, you do want to give people a look. You want to give younger players a look. You want to give some other guys, you know, fringe roster guys to, a look. Sometimes you would just want to have guys around. Like, you look at San Jose with their first-round draft pick, Berkeley. Before they sent him down, they kept him there for a few extra days to see what it was like with with those guys on the team. You're not going to be able to do that if you have a shorter preseason. So, I, if you go down to like four games, it's very, very hard to get that done. Those are flukes. They're brutal flukes. Like you know, that's a bad one for Columbus. Um, you know, Seth Jones. You're looking at that for Columbus, and you're saying, oh, I mean, just brutal. 
But I, I mean, yeah, I guess you could down to, go could go down to four or five preseason games. But then people are going to complain we don't get enough time to see our kids, or we don't get enough time to see some of our other guys. So it's six of one and a half dozen of the other. With the caveat, Brendan, that preseason hockey is awful to watch. <laughs> yeah, it is tough. Um... With Perry going down for Columbus, that sort of affects uh, you know the Pacific Division here a little bit. Um, does that sort of fo- about, you talk about Perry for Anaheim? Yes, right? Perry for Anaheim. Yes, yes. yeah. Um, like, how does that affect things for them? Uh, I think a lot of people are sort of wondering: Is this the year that maybe Anaheim takes a step back, and now all of a sudden one of their veteran wingers that's been so good for them over the years is uh, hurt here and out maybe till the deadline? So, how does that affect things in Anaheim? You think? So you like you like you're going with how does this affect me? That's what that's the angle you're going with here. Okay, with you. So, oh, if so you're... I mean like yeah, how does this affect me? Like you know like, like a selfish person or something like that. <laughs> um, no, no. Okay, so I, I was saying earlier today, there's three teams in your division. I have no idea what to expect. Like I really have a poor read on on what they're going to be this year. You guys are one. I, I find it very difficult to get an accurate gauge on where the others are. I think the Kings are another, and the Ducks are a third. All three teams could be very good. All three teams could be the opposite. Like, I, I think Calgary is better than the last year. I think San Jose is really good. I think Vegas is still pretty good. I don't know if they're as good as last year, but I still think they're pretty good. I think that Arizona is going to be better, and you know, I think Vancouver, it's going to be a long year. And then you've got you three teams. I don't know. I mean, like, with Anaheim, it's pretty obvious at the end of last year, Bob Murray was tired of what he was watching. He felt they were too slow, and it was time to make some changes. Think about the Ducks is they're brutal to play against. They always play hard, and they always find players. So I hate to count them out. But they had two guys on their roster. Perry was one, and Kessler was the other. That I think they were looking at and saying, I don't know what we've got here. Kessler is... I, I do think there were people in that organization who thought he wasn't going to play this year. And I'm still not convinced they're 100% confident with where Kessler is and how much he can play. And fighting to play, which I really do respect. I think in Perry's case, you know, he's been great for them. He's one of the best players in franchise history. But at the end of last year, I thought their relationship was really strained. I think they were upset at him, and he wasn't thrilled with them. And they want to get faster, and it's always a challenge for Perry. And now he comes, and even if he's back in five months, you know, he's going to be way behind. It's really tough to come back five months into the season when you're a great skater who's at the top of his game. You've got Perry, who's always overcome the fact he isn't a great skater, and he's going to be fighting hard to get back, and he's really going to be playing catch-up. It's going to be very hard for Corey Perry to be an impact player this year if he gets back enough time to do it. Yeah, I think that's fair. 100% agree with you. Maybe it's a blessing and surprise, I guess, for uh, Anaheim. I mean, Perry's still an effective player, but now, as you said, they can use some of their younger guys, maybe let them uh, develop a little bit uh, at the NHL level here. We'll see what happens, and maybe it'll get faster, like you said, with uh, Kessler as well, maybe not being ready to go. So they'll be an interesting team to watch, I think. think. I just think it's, yeah, I mean, I just think that they're an organization at a crossroads 
crossroads and count them out at your peril. But I, I do think that there is, like, I, I do think that you, you kind of have to worry if you're the Ducks that you can't count on Perry this year and you're not sure what you're getting out of Kessler. And that is a big part of their identity. Absolutely. Well, you did uh, sort of hint at uh, handicapping the uh, Pacific Division there, Elliot, and uh, we are really close to the regular season. So let me ask you this. Who do you have as the three playoff teams in the Pacific Division? You sort of hinted at, uh, you know, the Flames. You hinted at uh, the Sharks and Vegas, I think. You just spit spit the Flames out of your mouth, eh? Like, you are a true Oiler. No, I think the Flames are going to be very good, actually. I agree with you 100% on what you said about the Oilers. I have no idea how they're going to look this season. I'm not uh, going to come on here and say they're going to be a playoff team because I don't know if they will be. You would think McDavid can carry them to the playoffs, and that's the hope. Uh, With the Flames, I think they will be a playoff team. You know, if, if you're asking me who the three teams guaranteed uh, playoffs for at a Pacific, I would say San Jose, I would say Vegas, and I would take a chance on Calgary. Like I, like I think Calgary's a little concerned about their backup goal, goalie position. I think they they would like to get some clear out a few bodies. I think they've got a few too many bodies. Um, and, you know, I, I was really looking at some of Calgary's stuff there. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with Sam Bennett. Like, it's, it's clear by the role now it's, it's going to be tough for him to, at least at the start, to be in a spot where he's going to make a lot of noise. But I like James Neal a lot. And I just think, I mean, to me, there's two keys. I mean, Smith, obviously, the goalie is always your key. But I'm really curious about Hannafin. I think that's a guy with a lot to prove. He think he feel, I know he feels he's got a lot to prove. I know that there were, you know, obviously some questions about Hamilton's fit. But on the ice, that guy was a hell of a player at the end of last season. So he has to be good for them. But I would go San Jose, I would go Vegas, and I would probably pick Calgary as my third team. I Like, honestly, I... I have no idea what to expect from the Kings or the Ducks or even or even you guys. You said you guys have top end skill. You have top end skill. You got the best player in the league, and you've got top end skill. I just don't think we know what's going to go on around them. Yeah, I think that's 100% fair. You know what? I would probably put the Flames, and I hate saying this because as you sort of hinted at that, there you could tell I'm not a Flames guy, but I do like their their moves. I do like that team, and I have the I would probably have the Flames second. And then Vegas third, but I do agree with you, San Jose first. I can't wait to see how that team looks uh, in the regular season and when they get their first power play out there. I can't wait to see that. Uh, other teams you know, won't I like to watch I, that. When you, when you host Oilers Lunch, I assume you are contractually <laughs> obligated to pick the Flames 37th in the National Hockey <laughs> That's fair, yes. Uh, you know, as like Bob likes to say. comes on and says, yeah, I mean, I don't like those guys down south, but I admit it's good for the league if they're good. You know? Well, Bob likes to say That's I'm not a battle. Bob comes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a I hate the Flames guy, he likes to say. I'm, a, I'm the battle for Alberta. He likes that, so. It should be fun and exciting this year. Yes, absolutely. I've never seen a playoff battle between the Oilers and the Flames in my lifetime, so I, I want to see it happen. It'd be fantastic. So we'll see if it does happen this year or not. Agreed. I think that, you know, I think the league needs that stuff. I think, uh, you know, you, you looked at, you know, the way they did their divisions and stuff like that. They wanted Oilers Flames. They wanted Leafs Canadians. They wanted Islanders Rangers. And, you know, we just, 
then you know even Tampa, Florida. I think they were really hoping that would happen, and we just never got any of that stuff, unfortunately. This is the year. I can feel it. All right, Elliot, we'll let you go. Thanks for taking some time today. All right, Brennan. As usual, the man who comes out of the bullpen does a better job than the starter. <laughs> well, I think uh, you'll be on with Reed Wilkins next week because Bob's going to be in Europe, so uh, that'll be fun. You'll, uh, have a, you'll have some fun with Reed. He's a great guy and does a good job here as well. Well, as long as it's not Bob, it's going to be good. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Elliot. Take care, guys. Elliot Friedman, NHL Hockey on Rogers, Hockey Night in Canada. We're, wait, we're late for a break, so we'll uh, get to that break right now. When we come back, we'll get some of your text messages. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply messages we have nhl today we have morley scott we have kurt hill we have ian herbers lots to get to on the friday edition of oilers now this is oilers now with bob Stoffer on oilers radio 6 30 chad Twelve fifty-five in edmonton back here on oilers now brendan ulrich brendan escott with you a texter at 6.30, 6.30 says, Did you just say a blessing in surprise? I'm fairly certain the phrase you're looking for is blessing in disguise. I believe I maybe did say that. <laughs> I'm rusty. What do you expect? I haven't been on the air in about a month. That's why Brennan Escott's going to do most of the work here in the second hour of the show. Uh, we are going to take some of your text messages, and uh, he's going to do NHL today. We're going to get his opinion on a few things as well. I want to ask you, the listener, as well. How confident are you in Miko Koskinen carrying the load as the Oilers' backup? Are you surprised that Montoya didn't really get a fair shake here? Or was this expected? Despite how good or bad Koskinen played in the season, he was always, or in the, in the preseason, he was always going to be the backup. I think that's the case. He was always going to be the backup. And uh, last night, he he played good. He had a good game. It was his best outing of the three, and he's trending up. So that was enough for the others to make the decision official, and he'll back up. So let us know there what you think on that. And also, let us know who you would play on the first line with Connor McDavid and uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins if Ty Ratty can't go to start the regular season. Tom McClellan saying hopefully he'll be able to go and uh, the one thing we know is that McDavid will have a different right winger for the final preseason games. So a chance for someone like Poliarvi or Yamamoto, but it looks like Reeder, though, will get the first crack at it. So that is another storyline to follow here as uh, we get closer to the start of the regular season. It is 12.58 in Edmonton. We are going to take a timeout for the 1 o'clock news. When we come back, 
Brennan Escott will bring you NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. We'll also get to some of your text messages. Morley Scott will set up the Eskimos game on Saturday as well. Lots to get to here on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.